Hello again. This is What the Football. I am Patrick Gilbert, and with me, as always, are my accomplices, Con Taylor and Liam Lawler. How are you both today? G'day, guys. Back again, two weeks in. Excited. Yeah, good to be back, Pat. How are you, Connell? Much better now that I've heard your voice, Liam. Oh, that's lovely to hear, mate. Well, it might not be so lovely next week because it was a weekend where Arsenal climbed to second place to set up a top-of-the-table clash against Lucky Liverpool next weekend. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about there. Manchester City were denied a late winner against Spurs by VAR. And Spurs started singing VAR, my lord, which I thought was a nice touch. (laughs) Con's second favourite player, Puki, scored a hat-trick to become the fastest ever EPL player to four goals. And my second favourite team, Sheffield United, had a win to remain the only undefeated team of the promoted trio. While at the bottom, can we call it early on any of Watford, Southampton, Newcastle, Aston Villa, West Ham or Crystal Palace? Lots of talking points. So let's see what caught our panel's eyes with... It is WTF Moments. Okay, gentlemen. <laughs> I, I think we could go through the whole season with this, and that music will be the funniest thing ever. <laughs> oh, spooky music, guys. What made you sit up and say WTF this week? Oh, well, I'll go first. Why not? Look, how long will it take for Chelsea to register a win? <laughs> I'll, I'll just take a slide dig at those blue team across the ditch, but um, yeah, I mean Chelsea for parts of that game, there was um, probably the big moment there was obviously them not winning, but there was also fighting in the stands as well going on so his mate, his old mate John Terry was there and they just couldn't manage, <laughs> they, they just still couldn't manage to get a win, so how long is it going to take for them to get a win, who knows um, Well, it, my it, moment well, Liam, it's interesting you say Chelsea because for two reasons. One, they were the only team in, I think, the top, the bottom eight that I didn't mention. I thought I'd do them a favour, but they are amongst that group of players, that uh, group of teams at the moment. Oh, yeah, bound saw, for relegation. Bound for relegation. I, yeah, I saw them going, are they actually a relegation candidate this year? <laughs> or are we, are we getting a bit excited? <laughs> it would Never. be nice. It would be nice. couldn't happen to a nicer club, if you ask me. And, and the second reason, funny you mentioned Chelsea, is that that's my WTF moment. Well, it's linked. So let me, so bear with me. It's a bit of a, bit of a, a tenuous link. So my, my WTF moment came from, came from the coverage provided by Optus. Now, firstly, I was scrolling through the wide variety of football shows they have on offer. And here's a sample of them. You've got the Saturday review show, which reviews the games showed on Saturday. Then you've got the Sunday review show, which views, reviews the games on Sunday. Then you've got the weekend review show, which, just in case you missed the previous two review shows, reviews the games that were played on both Saturday and Sunday. Right. <laughs> then, then on Monday, you have EPL Monday, which, just for something different, takes a look back at this weekend's matches. <laughs> now, 
But, but my eye wasn't caught by this innovative smorgasbord of football TV. No, it was caught by a new show titled The Headline Makers, in which Natalie Gedra and Raphael Honigstein, who I'm sure are household names somewhere, join us to discuss what's making headlines in the Premier League world. So I thought, something different. Finally, this looks promising. And I sat down to watch it. Unfortunately, it didn't get off to the electrifying start I was hoping for, with them putting on one of the biggest snore fests I've seen since the English patient. But, <laughs> but once it approached the half hour mark, they pulled out their trump card. Take a listen to this, guys. This is a trump card they pulled out when they were analysing Chelsea's first game and the reaction to that and the tactics by Frank Lampard. Yeah, let's get the more uh, reaction then, shall we, uh, to Frank Lampard's start as Chelsea manager and welcome OG Malief, uh, a journalist who uh, covers Chelsea and joins us from Johannesburg in South Africa. OG, what's the view there then on, on Chelsea's performance on Sunday? Mixed reviews coming from Johannesburg in South Africa. Wow. Wow, that, that got me to sit up. So, <laughs> so, so they obviously spared no expense with this production. Let me really? get this straight. Let me get this straight, though. We have two journalists sitting in a London studio trying to analyse and get the inside scoop on Chelsea and how the fans are reacting. So even though Chelsea are based in London, they go to the other side of the world to get the word on the street in Johannesburg, South Africa. Does that make sense? Pretty close to Chelsea, if you ask me, so far. Just a short flight. Couldn't they have just pulled the window, looked out the window? I mean, they're meant to be journalists. And, 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 and not only that, the vision looks like we have interrupted the poor guy during his lunch break. <laughs> possibly, possibly, possibly moonlighting on his day job. He's sitting there in an outdoor cafe with his earphones plugged in with, with grainy quality television, presumably FaceTiming back to us with people and dogs strolling by, the wind causing havoc with the sound quality. Hey. They've really case, thought this one through, yeah. But in case you're wondering what the word on the street in South Africa about is about Chelsea, guys, it is a mixed reaction from Johannesburg. Mm. <laughs> that was my WTF moment. Out of everything, Optus have got a Chelsea correspondent in Johannesburg. I, okay. I, will say, I will say one thing to that, Pat. You're right about their, their coverage. I mean, Optus is pretty good, but my goodness, they repeat or have such similar shows on a constant basis that repeating the same thing. It's actually pretty crazy. Yeah, it's. I've been a bit disappointed this year. I think I thought it was a bit better last year, but we'll, we'll give them a few weeks. Give them a yeah, few we'll weeks. See how they go. Con, what was better. one of your WTF moments? Well, I had three, but uh, I've got an added one now. I think this one tops the list. When was the last time an Arsenal fan said they'll be taking part in a top-of-the-table clash? That's got to be a WTF moment right there. What, two minutes ago? Yeah. I don't believe, I mean, I don't when, believe that's a when, WTF moment. When was the last time before two minutes ago? I mean, I was actually perplexed by that comment you made, Pat. It must, must have felt surreal for you to say that. Well, I must admit, I was thrilled that we were recording this before Manchester United played their next game, because otherwise we might have dropped a third. And I couldn't <laughs> have said that. <laughs> so perfect timing. Perfect yep. timing. Yeah, but... Uh, yep. So my, my number one was just the uh, the big players. The big players for me that stood up this weekend when their teams needed it. Uh, the Arsenal game, 
Obama Yang coming up with the coming up trumps to score the winner. What a finish! He sort of was in and out that game. I watched uh, watched it. Apparently, gave Arsenal a bit of a fright, but I thought Obama Yang showed his showed his metal and shows why he's Arsenal's leading scorer with a pretty pretty precise finish to win the game. And then, of course, the the Liverpool game again. I think this plays in for a huge year at Liverpool. Might even tip him to say he'll actually outscore Mo completely this year, and that's Mane. I mean, Liverpool looked absolutely dreadful in that first half against Southampton, and he's just he pulled out an absolute worldie to to put us ahead. So I thought that was a, a real WTF moment again for these big players to back it up for a second time and. And, 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 the then, to their and then Liverpool player Danny Ings got the, got the uh, made sure Liverpool won at the end. Well, yes, with the aid of our keeper, we're very generous down at Liverpool, and our keeper's giving away free goals at times. Alisson did it last <laughs> year against Leicester we'll in his we'll debut. We'll have a couple so. this weekend as well. If you're, while you're giving, them well, look, I don't mind giving Arsenal a few goals because they're generally uh, pretty generous at the back, giving us even more goals. So we'll give you two. You give us five, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> And, and and what a horrific uh, scheduling of the Super Cup for Liverpool and Tottenham, I thought. I mean... For Chelsea. Yeah, and Chelsea. So, how... Well, why is it scheduled for Monday in between game weeks one and two? Well, it makes no sense. It's not only the scheduling of the game, but it's the fact that it goes to extra time <laughs> and penalties. I mean, look, the Super Cup has its place. It's always going to be there. I just think they need to be a bit smarter, like you said, around the timing of that game. And then also, you know, is there really a need to go to extra time? That game in the final 30 minutes of extra time may as well not have even been played. They should have just gone straight to penalties, saved the players. And you can see the effects it had um, come Saturday and Sunday to the Chelsea and Liverpool teams respectively. So, strange decision, but... This is what happens when the powers that be control it based off uh, broadcasting and money ultimately making the decisions for these games. And where was it played? It wasn't in England, was it? No, it was out in Istanbul. Oh, my so goodness. So quite a round trip to be made. I think Liverpool players and Chelsea players could have got back the next day. Uh, it was quite, yeah, it was quite a, they didn't have much sleep or much training and then you played the Saturday, so. Yeah, well, yeah, fortunately... Fortunate enough for Liverpool, that a fan took out Adrian in the aftermath of the penalty shootout. He was lucky enough to recover in time for. Um, did you see that clash, clip, Pat? I did. That was pretty funny. Quite as, as, as was another one you posted, which is on our WTF underscore football Twitter feed now, which is the the, uh, the apparent audio between Aguero and Pep <laughs> for that for that altercation. <laughs> So, so oh, they, ch- check it out on at WT underscore football. They got quite aggressive, I must say. Jeez. A couple of angry men. <laughs> it's definitely worth the listen. Yeah, do, do you think that will affect Aguero's, uh, Aguero's place in the team? Because that, that was one of my WTF moments. I, I saw that and I, I, I immediately thought, does that mean Jesus is going to, going to get, get the starting spot in the next few weeks while he teaches Aguero a lesson? But then when they scored the apparent winner, they kissed and made up. Yeah. But then, uh, but then the winner was cancelled out. So that, so what I want to know, does VAR effectively cancelled out the kiss and make up? <laughs> it's, it's a, once, it's, once you kiss, you can't go back. No, but VAR, 
VAR could say, well, no, that, that he used his hand. I mean, I saw a lot of hand above the, above the shoulder during that sort of, uh, that sort of kiss and make up. So uh, I'm just, Aguero is, is his spot at risk now? Will Pep make a, an example of that type of behavior? Mm, I think, I think, I think big name players do get a bit more leeway when, and I know Pepper's pretty ruthless. He got rid of, I think it was Ibrahimovic back at Barcelona when they had an altercation, uh, back then. I think the Aguero thing will blow over. Like you said, I think they also kissed and made up in the end and kind of in the heat of the moment, these emotions can get the better of you. I don't, Aguero's too good a player and for me to import into City for him to cut out completely based off one altercation. You know, I understand if that happens repeatedly, um, but I guess he's just a fighter. He wanted to be on the field and score the winner. I mean, Pep was vindicated when, not Raheem Sterling, uh, uh, Hazel scored the winner, um, only for VAR to take it away from them. Again, against the same team, where ironically, the handball that occurred that knocked (laughs) them out the Champions League, so I think it was just a whole lot of emotions at that moment. And I tell you what, VAR, we, I don't think we will go a week without it actually bringing some sort of conversational piece to our podcast because that was quite simply insane to happen twice to the same team against the same team. So pretty crazy. And I love how Poch is uh, talking about how much he loves VAR, bit tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's very clever of him. And John, I'm not going. I'm not going to often say this, so, so, so I guess glow in the moment, um, enjoy the moment. That's what I'm trying to say of the the warm glow of my praise. But <laughs> you were quite prophetic last week on two fronts. One, you 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 were the first one I've heard of bringing up the uh, handball rule about it favouring the defenders and not the attackers. And it happened again, as you mentioned, with the with the goal by Hazels when it apparently brushed Laporte's arm. Yeah. And now suddenly Gary Lineker's jumping on the train talking yep. about the rule. Like yep. at pains to say he's not up he doesn't mind VIR, but it's the rule that VIR has been told to actually implement. Yep. And and I heard heard Kelly on on the BBC five podcast this the other day and she was talking about exactly the same thing. Same thing. So suddenly all the, the football pundits, they're jumping on the con bandwagon here and they are saying that this rule is is a bad rule. Well, the we quest- have a celebrity amongst us? We do. And, and, <laughs> you know, and, and my, and question, my question is, have they been listening to the What the Football podcast? Oh, I they absolutely they have. have. They absolutely I mean, you have. heard the, it the proofs in the pudding. WTF moments. The proof is in the pudding. And and the other thing, you, you got in early. You said Pookie, what a yeah. player, after one game. And what does he <laughs> do? What a player. He, he, listened, he listened to WTF underscore football podcast, and he, his confidence went sky high. He went, you know what, I'm going to score a hat-trick. And he went out and bang, 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 and Did scored. You, it I was ridiculous. He, actually, he lifted his shirt, and it said, that's for you, Conway. I believe that's what it did. <laughs> the WTF Conway. <laughs> Actually, that was my other WTF moment, the Pukiatric. This player, mate, if he, I mean, it's for, it's early days, but the movement and the ability to find the net is there. He just seems to be a natural finisher. 
you know, he continues along this path and it won't be long before uh, one of those top six come knocking. I know it's early days, but he looks the goods. He definitely looks the goods. Very impressive yeah. performance. I just love the way Norwich are playing. They've come up, they've kept the majority of the same team. That they, they know each other inside out and, and you, you see the, I mean, who's the, uh, the forward, uh, Cantway or something like that? The other forward that's just, just turning blind and playing instinctive balls to Pookie and like that. They are just, they just know how to, how each other play. And, and, and often these, these teams come up and buy half a new team and they, that's they right. it take, takes them half a season to gel and then it's too late. But I just love, love the way they're playing. He, his finish, his first finish was exceptional. And the best part is, uh, they play Chelsea this weekend as well. So hopefully we'll really? take another couple of goals from Pookie and leave Chelsea down the bottom. Uh, I actually also liked his, I mean, the first finish was exquisite, but I also liked the last finish, the one where yes. he's, he, he, it looked like he was going to wind up, but he just did a little quick, quick, uh, jab, just, just hooked it back under the, under the guy's legs to the bottom corner. And so he sort of got the keeper a little bit, um, What's that? Wrong-footed. He wasn't quite ready to, to to make his make his leap either way. I guess he wasn't set. That's what they say because he just did a quick quick little left foot jab across him, and that, that's a that's a very cool finish. So it was um, Messi esque. <laughs> Messi, yes. I, I mean, just passing the net, didn't he? He's just just you just got to beat the keeper by a little bit. You don't have to belt it, and that's what he did. And exactly, yeah. Good things to come from him this season. Now I'm going to go in a little bit of a limb. I want to try and try and rival your core con by getting in a little bit early. I'm going to get in really early on this guy, a guy that I've actually been really impressed with. Yeah, I don't think he's, he hasn't scored a goal. He hasn't really done anything of note yet. Is Sebastian Hauer from West Ham, the big dude? They're their big, yep, big yep. news, big new signing. Yeah. Um, listen for for his size, he's got exquisite feet and. And his movement's great. I, I just think once West Ham play a few easier teams, they've had a relatively tough run initially. But once they get going, I think I think West Ham will score a lot of goals and he'll be central to it. So to keep a lookout on that guy. Yeah, I think, you know, the very hard game playing the Giants of Brighton. So I take the point. <laughs> Brighton is flying. <laughs> and they've got, it, they've got the best keeper in the league as well, the Australian, Matty Ryan. Oh, Matty Ryan in goals, yeah. To be fair, I think I, I saw Halle in that first game. Who did they play against? Uh, Man City. Man City. Of co- okay, they lost, but <laughs> his, mo- his movement and his touches for a big guy, mm. uh, I will take you on that, is actually pretty good. Yet to see him obviously have any sort of shots on goal. I didn't see that during those games. But he, he's definitely got – his linked-up play is what I thought was really good. Yeah, him exactly. Bringing in the players in, so – could be a good one. At 45 million, you think uh, you've got a finished product there, although the money today in today's market makes little sense. So who knows what you get? Now you get half a Maguire for 45 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you get, you, you get his, his, the left side of him. <laughs> Liam, do you have, can I put you on, on the spot? Do you have any, any out there suggestions for who's going to make an impact? Look, potentially, I think, um, I'm still waiting for Zaha to switch on. He was he was linked with Arsenal for quite some time there and he came out saying, oh, I want to leave, I want to leave. And I don't know if you watch the Sheffield or the Sheffield Palace game or watch the mini-match or whatever it is, but they are 
not far off where they were last season. They're just boring to watch. Uh, their only outlet is kind of Zaha, and if he's not playing well, then they're I, I see them finishing in the bottom three. And for me, yeah, after 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 Zaha was linked with Arsenal, I thought, oh, he's he's bound. After we didn't sign him, I thought he's he's bound to have a massive season to prove a point, maybe. But he he looked half the man he was last year which is unfortunate for him, but it is still early days. But for me, I think maybe they have the potential to be down the bottom, in that bottom three this year. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good call. It's a fair so, call, yeah. So, so how about we go back to the teams I listed? Um, so I'm not, I'll go through them. I'm going to go through six of them, and I want you both to say, I know it's early, but, but let me know if you think it's early enough to make a call on any of them being bottom three. And I'm going to exclude Norwich and Sheffield United for the moment. So let's say... Watford. Under, under what rules are these that you're excluding two teams, mate? Uh, I'm just going to go and list the, the team, the six teams that I think have been least impressive so so far. Right, and, okay. And you, you let me know if you think they will avoid relegation, you're not sure, or definitely relegated. Yeah. Watford. Avoid. Yeah, they'll stay up. Okay. Southampton. In trouble. Now they're staying up. Newcastle. In trouble. I think they're going down. They're... Aston Villa. In trouble. <laughs> I'm just going to... Connell, you sound like a bit of a scratch record. All I'm hearing is in trouble. <laughs> in trouble. Uh, that's a sort of that's sort of on the fence. He's not saying they're really good. He's just saying they're in trouble, but they might... He's not uh, sure. You haven't said the teams I said will be relegated. Really <laughs> oh, I think I'll I'm getting there. Yeah, look, I think they're in trouble as well. West Ham. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Oh, it's a pity. I thought you were going to say relegated, really and I was going to disagree with you both. But... I was hoping you said in trouble again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so no argument there, unfortunately. Crystal Palace. Was that all six? Crystal <laughs> Palace is the last one. Oh. Down. Calling it okay. early. So no, I think called... Palace. I think Palace have enough quality to stay up, and Hodgson is astute enough to keep them up. But do they? From where? Other than Zaha, where is their quality on their pitch? I think so. You've got Zaha, obviously. That has look. If Zaha is serious about making a move out of there, he can't sit around with the mumps for the next six months to a year. He's got to put in a shift. <laughs> yeah, but so... can he carry them the whole? whole way through the year is and, more to the and point. And really leave in January as well. That's the other thing, I suppose. But I look at players like, you know, a few of their players that they do have that could potentially, if they all sort of stick and play it through their part, you know, you've got a few experienced players in uh, the midfielder. I can never you pronounce got, his name. Milovejevic. Milovejevic. you got Townsend and Townsend. You know, there's a couple of experienced players. I just think they have enough to get through, I think there's far worse teams than them in the comp. So let, let's just let's just go back. So Liam, you said Crystal Palace down. You said Newcastle he down. Said down. Right, down. And do you have a third one down, or you was it Aston Villa or no? Um, oh, it's very early days. Southampton, or you 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 no, just I think you just clear on two of them, and you're not sure about the rest. Yeah, I think Southampton South look. I honestly think Sheffield will go down as well. Oh, my second favourite team. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, but... man. 
<laughs> that's that's so sad, Pat. I'm sure you won't lose any sleep over that. Well, is it the, I... is it the red and white kit that draws you to them? No, I, I, I think I told you last week. It's just their attack, their their, their marauding centre backs, their, <laughs> their, their big big bodied uh, old style English football that I like watching. Uh, so it's a, just a diff- difference, a point of difference that I enjoy watching, which I think will stand them in good stead. Uh, Aston Villa is interesting. I think they've performed pretty well the first two games, but haven't got any points. Well, that's um, the thing in this league, though. You, you know, especially when <laughs> yep. you come up, you can p- play well, and you still find yourself in the bottom. And the next thing you know, you're t- 15 points off the pace. So it can happen yeah. so quickly. Yeah, that, the. I guess on the first two weeks, the the judge in me is looking at Newcastle, Crystal yeah. Palace, and Aston uh, and and Watford going down. But the Watford but now just let me finish. But the wow. but having seen it all before, I think Watford will have enough about them to stay up, and so will Southampton. They were actually pretty good last weekend. And West Ham will. So I think it's probably Aston Villa that does slide into that third bottom. So I, I hope we're wrong and we're not calling relegation right at the start for those some of those teams and they turn it around to make it interesting. But, gee, some of them just look really, really ordinary at the start. Pretty rubbish, yeah. Hey, well, one player, Liam, that I thought you were going to mention, being an Arsenal player, that actually oh, there's two Arsenal players that lit it up. But, <laughs> but, but our... That's but Sevalos. How good was he? And I hope I pronounce that name properly. There's um I've seen a lot of um articles that they're, they're linking him to a similar style to what Santi was mm. um for us oh, a couple good couple of seasons now. The the man never lost the ball <laughs> ever. Um but he Santa, he was he was quality. Santa, Santa Cazola, yeah. Santa Claus or Santa Cazola? <laughs> Santa, I think Santa Claus. Think, he was the gift that kept giving me. I think he's a <laughs> bit faster than both of both of them. But yeah, <laughs> but, but the, the passing is his passing and his movement is great. He's a yeah. little. What I liked about Santi, which which he has as well, is that sort of wiliness, that caginess. Like you see him just just scheming about how to get through the defence. He's got that imagination that we really have lacked for a while. Look, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm um, gonna poke, I'm gonna poke the bear here and say that you Arsenal guys get very excited about a player who's played one game, the sum of one game against Burnley at, at the Emirates, and there's, <laughs> there's a lot of excitement. Yeah, I mean, I suggest setting him down. What's Ter- not to get excited Terreira, about? Ter- what, what's the other guy? Torreira was the next one. Then it was Ganduzi. Then it was whoever else. I mean, you guys get excited. They're all quality players, Connor. I don't see what your argument is here. <laughs> what, are, what are actually Arsenal? What, what have you done lately? Is my question. Hey, we're, we're second in we're the two league. From two, mate. Yeah. Well, you you wrote the league finalists. This is my point exactly. <laughs> <laughs> two games in, sitting second, and uh, we're challenging for the league again. I mean, come on, guys, come on. I'm going to poke you and say, settle down, settle down. Well, <laughs> piss off, Connor. Well, well, speaking of excitement, speaking of excitement, guys. Alexis at the back post, but it's Messi! You kidding me? This is off the charts again! Brilliant! The only way that he can do it! Whatever you need, a fireman! Messi's the man to call! (laughs) I still don't understand that reference at all. 
wherever you need a fireman, she's <laughs> the one to call. Oh, that's a great line. And and I'm going to kick it off. Well, just for those that haven't listened to us before, this is uh, WTF said that. So who said that? This is our segment. We can play along at home. I'm going to play a clip. Con and Liam are going to try and guess the situation and the people involved, including who said it and what they're talking about. So, as I say, I'm going to stick to a commentary, uh, sticking to, yeah, sticking to a commentary aspect in line with that intro. See uh, if can, you, sorry, go on. Can you remind viewers that Liam did lose last week to Coddle? So, just to make that clear, yeah. <laughs> because my phone was on mute. Oh, okay. So now, so now he's worked our technology. We should be good. I'm back okay. in the game. I'm ready to rock and roll. So Liam, no excuses. Let's this time. go. Okay, take a listen. Now I will. No, no clues on this one. See if you can get it. <laughs> Problems for India. And what a way to redeem yourself! Now, we 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 we, we, we take a piss a lot, but that was great commentary. So, whoever it was that said it, which you guys are going to guess, kudos for that. Great commentary to combine those two moments. So, who is it, and what are they talking about? Is it, I know who it's about. It's about Mason Mount scoring for Chelsea, the opener. He pinched the ball off Ndidi. Um Get that in early, so that's a point there, Connell. Just yeah, I, I will give you half a point for that. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't even know it was from this week's game, so <laughs> well done. Um, oh, I'm just going to throw someone out there. Is Alan Smith? Incorrect. Damn it. I've got no idea who it is. Uh, I've got no freaking clue. I just the voice is very familiar, but I can't put my I can't put my finger on it, mate. You've got me with this one. Okay, so just half a point to Liam. That's good. So half is more than none. The reason only half a point, Liam, is that there were two <laughs> two instances, and I gave you a clue by, by saying combining two moments in the game. So the first moment oh, was indeed getting dispossessed by Mason Mount. And that's why I said he said indeed he's got a problem and Mason Mount scores. And then it goes to the second one. Later in the game, indeed he scores a winning header. And that's why he goes, Indeed, what a way to redeem yourself. Wow. So it was so great. To, <laughs> so, uh, but the commentator was uh, none other than Martin Tyler. Oh, oh my God, God. really? Far yes. out. Are you having a laugh? He's oh. a Sky Sports commentator for that game. How did that? How the hell did I not recognise his voice? I was just going to say Martin Tyler as a joke, not even realise it. <laughs> it's funny, we watch Optus, Optus Sport most of the time, you don't have Sky Sports, so we forget, <sighs> we forget that he's still out there. Um, okay, well, half a point. We'll move on to the next one. Now, I will give you a clue. This is in the same game. So, obviously, it was Chelsea versus... Martin Tyler. Is that the answer? Um, too late, Connell. No, it's not. So, so obviously it was Leicester City versus, versus uh, Chelsea. <laughs> I'm taking the piss away. And, and it is someone comparing two players. And I want you to tell me who those two players are and who's making the comparison. Just, I just think, one, he could play all over the midfield. 
he can play right if he if he needed to. He could play holding because I think his range of passing is very good. Uh, he understands when to press. Uh, he's my mate, <laughs> and I, I just think he's got more of an overall package. What? Than- <laughs> oh, that's an interesting that one. Too easy last week. Yeah, this harder. is a lot trickier. Mm. Is he oh. okay? So I'll narrow it down. Is he talking about a Chelsea player? He's talking about one Chelsea player. Sorry, yeah. no, he's talking talking about one Chelsea player and one Leicester City player, and making right. a comparison between them. Right. Okay. So he's comparing two players. Okay. Yeah. And who is that? that I'm said stumped that? here. I'll give you a clue. One of the players was involved in the first who said that moment. He must be talking Mason about Mason Mount. Yeah. Oh, Liam, don't, don't got put it out. Con, Con got in just in front of I you. Got, I got him. Oh, you were too busy saying he must be talking. And yeah. then Con said Mason Mount. <laughs> you got to you got That's twice, Liam. That's twice. Last week you oh. did the same thing. So, that, so that, that's uh, <laughs> one point to Con. And Con or Liam... Who could he have been comparing? What Leicester City could he be? Could he be comparing him to to say who is better? He's comparing him to um, uh, his first name James Morrison. What Morrison? Madison? James Madison? Uh, yes. Damn it. Yes. James Madison. <laughs> yes. Very I'm good. Back in the game. And any 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 clue who the commentator is? Uh, can we get a demographic uh, age? 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 Uh, well, he's, he age said group? he used to. He said he used to play with Mason Mount. He used to oh, play with. God. Goodness gracious! There's no one that young. Oh, a Chelsea player. Uh, uh, oh, he also a... played. He played with him at Derby. Oh, it's not Harry Ashley Wilson. Cole. Ashley Cole. Oh, Liam. That's worth two cool. points. Oh. Oh, I yes. didn't know there were bonus points involved. Oh, <laughs> well, that, was, that was a really tough one. So, yes, it was indeed Ashley Cole providing, uh, a, compel- a, providing, a, <laughs> providing a compelling argument, <laughs> as only Ashley Cole can, about why, why my Mason Mount is better than James Madison. Can I it's take made. this to the tribunal? I mean, where, how do nope. you get two points for one nope. guess? It makes no sense. No. Well, I, I only gave him half Done. a point in, in one, so there, there are very variability <laughs> in this. Right now, yeah. this is is quite an interesting one. Once again, it's it's a uh, actually no clues on this one. Have a listen. Let's put some context on it. There's a saying in football that you don't really find out where you are until between five and ten games. But if you've lost five games then obviously you need to have a rain check. <laughs> uh, who, is, <laughs> who is providing this context? Oh, my God. I know that voice. <sighs> Any chance we can get that clip again? <laughs> there is every chance. I know that Let's voice. Put some context on it. There's a saying in football that you don't really find out where you are until between five and ten games. But if you've lost five games, then obviously you need to have a rain check. Oh, far out. I know that bloody voice. He's English, clearly. 
No, no points for that. Con. No Sorry. points. Oh, I thought I'd try my luck. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot myself when you say the answer. You both out. I'm gonna go, Sean Dice. Sean Dice. No, it's not Sean Dice. No. Uh, I'll just take a wild stab. I know it's not the right answer, but it's not. It's not Sol Campbell, is it? I know it's not him. <laughs> You know, a real what? stab. It, it's not, so not our, it is not the greatest mind in football, Con. <laughs> you're actually very close. It's in fact Kevin Campbell. Oh, <laughs> you were close. Do I get a half a point for Campbell? Surely. No, 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 you don't. Oh, oh. No, you don't. You, you lose by half a point. So <laughs> it, it was Kevin Campbell providing context as only Kevin Campbell can on the pressure that losing the first five games of the season can build. Apparently, you must have a rain check. But Well, well I don't know, but from where I come from, a rain check is where you postpone something. Yes. Perhaps, he, perhaps he was meeting a sanity check. Oh, my goodness. That was a good one. Tough. Yeah, I thought I made him harder, but you guys did well. Very Not well. Not bad. Like, so it was a draw overall then. Well, no, I beat you. No, half a point. The half a point that he, that he got with Mason Mount that Liam got in the first one was important. Bad yeah. luck. Now, <laughs> to, to our next Sandman Con, the fan favourite. Here we go. I own the club, that's right. Uh, dollar, uh, dollar. Make it rain on Hey, hey, uh, uh, game. Let's go, baby. Uh, uh, you already know. I have a little time to play. I know the club with the mugs so mean. Got them haters like, who the heck is that? Then I hop the fucking door so clean. Con, you know what it is? I love this intro. It, just, it makes me want to dance every time I hear it. I tell you what, I did another crip walk, and this time I was on the kitchen bed. So, so do you think it's better? Do you think it's better than the WTF moments intro? That one. Oh, I think it just shades it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, are we ready for what the football am I? Who the football am I? Should I say? Can we can we get an update on last week's scores? As we well? sure can. We sure can. There's a couple of things I want to say before we get into it. After last week's scores, we have Liam leading Pat at four points to two. So Pat, you got a bit of ground to make up here. We've uh, only got this week question. and next week, and then we'll have our August uh, monthly winner. So Pat, you're going to have to get get up on this one, and I got a couple of couple of good ones for you boys. Is there prizes involved? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It depends. Uh, depends on a few things. If I'm feeling nice or or whether but, I feel but, like giving out prizes. Well, you see, Con, what, the, what what you don't realise is that I'm all about the listeners. I'm deliberately waiting till later because <laughs> I've said the listeners get the clues and they can play along at home. Well, you know what, Pat? I'll tell you what. I had a couple of interesting call-ins from our listeners after that. Special shout out to a Grand Freeze in South Africa. He's probably our most avid listener. He actually messages me every Monday and says, where's the podcast? I need to listen to it. <laughs> so he's a bit of an addict, to be honest. And then I had a, uh, a young man down at soccer, Hamish Callahan, saying how much he loved that segment as well. So he reckons he knew who the players were and he beat the two of you and he's 16 he's talking, years old. So He's talking wind, mate. Go. I know that bloke and he's, there's well, no chance. <laughs> but maybe we need to have him on as a challenge oh, later on in the season. Yeah. But I, there's only one thing I was embarrassed about when I guessed Lionel Messi 
that one time. <laughs> For the football was, writers, play of the year in 97. And someone that had done coaching before and everything like that. So it was... I was getting really desperate. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, it is turning up some moments, this particular game. So here we go. All right, are we ready? Are we ready? Pat, Born ready. Hands on the down. Let's go. Listeners, let's go. All right, the theme. The theme for this week, both players. Both players. And the theme is, I have never won the Champions League. Oh. All right, so that's your clue for the players you're focusing on. All right. Number one, I was born in 1981 and began my professional career in 1999. Terry Henry. Nope. Tony Adams. Nope. What year did you say I was born? 89. 81. And began oh, my professional Ooh. career in 99. Okay. I gained a reputation as one of the most promising forwards in Europe and departed two years later to sign for an Italian club. Nicholas Anelka. Nope. Close. Oh, um, Diego Fallen. We'll keep moving on. Clue number two. <laughs> Okay, are we ready? Clue number three. I am my country's all-time leading scorer with 62 goals and have played in two World Cups, namely the 2002 and 2006 editions. Nope. He said two World Cups. Pat? I don't listen. I, I, get, I get excited <laughs> and I only listen to half the question. Well, that's is problem it, number one. <laughs> is it um, Kanu? You know, he was going to be my play this week, but no, that is not correct. All right, so we are three clues down. Can you repeat that? One. that? Can you repeat that clue? Because I didn't hear the second half of it. Apparently uh, so not. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am my country's all-time leading scorer with 62 goals, and have played at two World Cups, namely the 2002 and 2006 editions. Mm, okay, thanks. Okay, <laughs> didn't help clearly. Well, it's I can't make another guess, can I? <laughs> no, sorry, that clue is now shut down. After a 2004 international friendly, my then teammate Raphael van der Vaart publicly accused me of deliberately injuring him during the game. Oh, van Nistelrooy. I responded by threatening to break both of his legs. Van Nistelrooy. Nope. <sighs> Jump stump. He scored the first clue goals. was I'm the most promising forward. Stop, stump. <laughs> I've forgotten about the first clue, mate. I, this is a comedy show with your two guests. Oh, I, I, I think I, I think I know who it is. Oh, okay. am I allowed to guess? I'd have to wait to the next clue. Uh, well, what's it? What's it ruling? No, you've had your guess. You've had your guess. You're only allowed one guess per clue. Right. Okay. All right. I will go to the next clue. Thank you. <laughs> I am widely regarded as one of the best strikers in the game 
and one of the best footballers of my generation. Wow, I thought you knew the answer, Pat. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for Pat. Straight off the um, there. Oh, but... Is it Nothing. Robin Van Persie, is it? No, is it Dw- sorry, Dw- Pat. Uh, Dwight York. Nope, not quite. All right, guys, that is five clues down. We are now moving into the bottom half of the clues. And I think I've given... <laughs> Some pretty good ones in the start. So here we go. Well, if you say he was a good striker again, I'm going to hit you. We know he's a good <laughs> forward. Seriously. How many times do you have to... How many clues do you waste on that? Oh, that should be the giveaway. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So here we go. I have never... As I said, I have never won the Champions League despite playing for some of the biggest teams in world football. You told us that right at the start. I'm I'm about to name the teams. Oh, okay, great. Oh, here we go. Pat, you know, this is the problem, Pat. You don't listen to the (laughs) questions. (laughs) So for the viewers, I will repeat. I have never won the Champions League despite despite playing for some of the biggest teams in world football across multiple leagues. These teams include Ajax, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Barcelona, Juventus, PSG, Man United. Bloody hell. Wow. I thought that would be a giveaway. Now, it's, not him, it's not him, but I'm going to say Andy Cole. Nope. Andy Cole did not play for Barcelona or Juventus, yeah, I'll tell you that know. much. No, I, I, the, the incident about... Going to break uh, was it Van der Vaart's legs? Yeah. After training, that now that was international training, wasn't it? Yes. So that rings a big, that rings a bell. They were the play- I didn't say. So the clue there, Pat, was I did not say that they were international teammates. I just said they were teammates. But you I, thought just- you said I thought you said they were Man United teammates. No, no, you guys don't. I don't know what drugs you're smoking. <laughs> so, so nothing they- about Man United teammates. So, so okay. ask your question. Yeah. So they are teammates, but not international teammates. Oh, I've already guessed. Well, I was going to say Patrick Clivert, but nope. All right. So but he didn't didn't play for Man U. We have three clues left, just to be clear. So we really are scraping the barrel here. This should be the dead giveaway, guys, before basically the next clue will pretty much tell you who I am. Okay, but get it over. Come on, come on, come on. Off Time is the field, I am known for my brash persona Eric and outspoken camp comments. <laughs> in addition, if you let me finish, no, that's your guess. In addition to referring myself constantly in the third person. <laughs> come on. It's last what? Who said that? Zlatan? Is Zlatan? It is Zlatan, but unfortunately, that will now be given points to Pat, as you already guessed, Eric Cantona. It is Zlatan Ibrahim <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't guess Cantona. Uh, yes. Yes. So, I'm sorry, Liam, but the rules are you wait until the next <laughs> That's unfortunate, I didn't, I didn't, Liam. Oh, Liam, don't argue. Cantona. Liam, What's stop going arguing. On here? You, guessed, you guessed somebody at the start before I finished that comment. 
That was past. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go by the rules, William. Can no argument. A, Umpire's correspondence is... Why not? Pat, was that you that shouted out first? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and Liam has trumped Pat again. Sorry, oh. Liam. And Pat was just going to nicely hell. walk off with the victory <laughs> over there. <laughs> like you, Connor, take a victory. Down the oh, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> okay, so the last clue was in December 2014, I was named the second greatest Swedish sportsman ever after tennis player Bjorn Borg. And, of course, that can only be Zlatan. So, there you go. Well done, Liam. Yeah, Two points. Thanks, thanks mate. Well, Just well extending my lead. Just extending my lead. Liam yeah. has now extended his lead to six over Pat's two. I'm going to try a different tactic this time. I'm going to wait to the end of the question <laughs> and listen <laughs> probably, to it. Probably worthwhile. All right. Player number two. Again, the overarching, theory, overarching concept here is we have not won the Champions League. I was born in 1979. Harry Kane. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> joke. That's a guess. That's, oh, a guess. that's a guess. The rules state clearly. We need Sorry, to check the bar- we need to check the bylaws. Right. Yeah, look, I'll take half a point off him. I was born in nineteen seventy nine and began my football career in nineteen ninety six. Okay, it's always a tough one to begin with, but just to get your mindset to the era of this player. In my first, okay. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, like you yeah. seconds for us to guess. Anelka. No. Only 79. That makes him 39 or 40. Um, you know, it's probably a long shot, considering there's a lot of people born that year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll, say, I'll say Dennis Burkamp. No, I did that last week, Pat, in yeah, case you yeah, weren't following the show. I know. I thought you were a <laughs> sneaky one. Make us look silly Don't again. Go back. I would like, one, one week, I will do that. No, so second clue. In my first full season in the English Premier League, I finished joint top scorer. In the second year. What? Do you say in his second year? Jeez, you blow this listening from overseas in my first. That that should be a point deduction. It is (laughs) violation of listening skills. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out here only because I did say my professional career began in 1996, and in my first full season in the EPL, I finished joint top scorer. Right. Yes. Okay, so who was... Oh, six years old. About 40 years old. 40 years old. But so, so that means he was probably 17 or 18 when he was a joint top scorer. Michael Owen. Alan Shearer. And Pat takes the lead. Oh, my was that? Now, that is a special <laughs> moment. On you know WTF what, Pat, football podcast. All I want to say is this was the first time you actually took your time, you <laughs> added the question, you thought it through, and you got the answer on clue number two. Amazing. Oh, man. I, I, and, I just figuring out he was only 18. Yes. The, the only, he was the only guy that did that, I think. Maybe Robbie Fowler, but I think he was a bit older. But Wow. Sorry. I've won three League Cups, an FA Cup, a Premier League, a UEFA Cup, and a Super Cup. 
I split opinion massively because of a decision I took later in my career. I am hated and both loved because of this decision. I am considered to be one of the greatest English and Premier League strikers of my generation. I was voted into the English Hall of Fame in 2014. Mm-hmm. I'm the only English player to win the Ballon d'Or Award and World Soccer Player of the Year Award in the same year. And I was faced, I faced many injuries throughout my career, which later affected uh, my pace, fitness, mobility, and overall consistency of my performances. And then there's a few awards. I've won the Golden Boot twice and been Player of the Year and was voted into the FIFA World Cup Best Young Player Award in France 98. So well done, Pat. I didn't have to get that far. You now Thanks, take man. the lead. And Liam, with your big mouth, Pat is right. He's jumped from last place to Claire <laughs> first with a massive 10 points uh, with Liam on a poultry six. six. Well, so there you uh, go. It feels good to be in double figures, Liam. Well done. Well, I'm coming done. back for you next week. Yeah, so you, we'll see. We'll see. I'm in one, form now. One week to see who's declared August winner. Hopefully the viewers <laughs> enjoyed that and were able to get it as quickly. Thanks, Con. That was brilliant. So, guys, as we approach the end of our show, we want you to know that we would love to hear from you. You've heard, I've heard a few of our followers be mentioned on this broadcast already. We'd love to mention your name, so please follow us on Twitter at WT underscore football or on Facebook at WT football podcast or one word. Leave us a tweet or a message and let us know your WTF moments and we'll do our best to read them out on our next podcast. Until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Thanks, Catch everyone. Late, everyone. Thanks for having us in your ears. Yeah. Hey, so, I forgot to ask you, Con. So apparently after Wan Bissaka's debut last weekend, there's a lot of people, especially Man United fans, saying that he's better than Trent Alexander-Arnold, the best right back in the league. I but saw been, that. Jeez. We don't agree. I mean, what is this instant gratification of people after one game? Let the man settle in. He's barely played anything. They played against the Chelsea team that's still... Finding the ropes. Let's see how they go in a month or two when the pressure's on and the results aren't going their way. It's only a matter of time before United's wheels fall off, in my opinion. And then the pressure will start mounting. So you think Trent's better? I think he can uh, openly claim to be. He's got a European Cup in his cabinet, so he has <laughs> Well, I don't know if one Bissaka is better, but I'd, I'd certainly think that two Bissakas would be. <laughs> I think you might be onto something there. Uh.